I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company, Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Don't forget to head on over to our website, shamelesssex.com, for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. We have animals here. It's an animal show around here. This one looks like it's going to bark. Sit down. You will submit. Um, this episode is extra special because we have two dogs and a podcast fan in the room <laughs> yeah. observing us. Lots of distractions for us. <laughs> we like it. I feel special. I do too. It's nice. Then they can give us feedback. While the I just, I've been obsessively, obsessively listening to crime podcasts lately. Is it? Oh my God. You used to be addicted to crime shows. <laughs> now I'm on crime podcasts. And do you fall asleep to them and you're like, oh, it's so peaceful. No, I fall asleep to the Calm app. Oh, the sleep I love stories. It. Oh, yeah, you're 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 a major combat. Last rapper. night it was a sleep story about a trek on the Anatola out of <laughs> Turkey, Mecca. And then do you make it to the end or you usually just pass no, out? Dude, I you think probably out. like five minutes in. <laughs> I love it. Well, we love calm and um, everyone go check out the calm app on all of your on the apps where all the apps are available. Yeah, I was freaking out because I'm registered under your name and then I couldn't log like, in. I can't get it. And you're like Chip, I'll I'll fix it later. I'm like, I need yeah. the password. I'm like, I, I use it every day. Yeah. And you're like, okay. This is what happens when you don't meditate. You're yeah. Like, See? I was like, I need it. <laughs> I'm going to lose my shit. So everyone, this episode is with Billy Presida, also known as the man whore. And let me just say, uh, when he first reached out to recording with us, not, it wasn't a judgment of his name. I listened to, did listen to his podcast, actually. Um, and I was like, I don't really know what we're going to be talking about. But there was a little bit of like, I don't really know how great this episode's going to be. He sounds, I mean, he sounds great in, right. in his podcast, but I was just, I don't know if we're all going to jive. It was awesome. Right. I love this episode. He knows his shit. He's very well experienced. He's just out there in the field going to sex parties. Two words for you about sex. this podcast. What's that? Gang bang. Gang bang. <laughs> we didn't have one, but he knows how to organize those. Yeah, he organizes gang bangs. <laughs> people actually have Spoiler him. alert. You yeah. don't need to listen to the episode anymore. Yeah. Just know he organizes gang bangs. Yeah. Column. He goes to a lot of His sex number parties. number is 555. Gang bang. Gang bang. <laughs> uh, but I will say, cause he came to my house and I was on his show uh-huh. first you were out of the country or out of yeah you were in the caribbean yeah so i was on his show and i did kind of love his energy and think that he was super cool he's and then east coast he's very east coast yeah. and he just has a great perspective and a great yeah. attitude i met his mom first his mom was with oh she was in here? brooklyn Is she at the a- sex expo oh, and she's okay. like you gotta meet my son billy <laughs> you gotta be on his show i was like i don't remember if she actually <laughs> sounded like that but i know she was like east coast like uh, kind of funny. I don't know what the bright adjective would be to describe her. Like the typical, I just think of like a typical East Coast mom. I kind of imagined that he would have a really sweet, awesome, cute East Coast mom. That was She's like, can you come to my son's gangbang tonight? <laughs> I was like, I'm busy. <laughs> She didn't say that. <laughs> I hope she did. That's oh, adorable. <laughs> uh, you know, you you. I feel like because um, he does stand up comedy, right? He does. Yeah. You and you and, and Billy would be a good stand up duo. I, I I've think. never done stand up. I think I'd be terrified. 
I know. Well, Kyle and Kyle Timmons doing, but he says this scariest thing ever. He's he surfs crazy waves and Mavericks, and he says that that's it's scary to get on stage and right. do comedy. I, totally. When he came to your birthday party, he was talking about he was about to go to uh, his stand up performance, yeah. and uh, he did a few kind of lines into it and was really funny because yeah. he's so serious and he's so and intellectual <laughs> that you don't think about him as being a comedian. Yeah. And he was, he was great. Kyle Tierman's been on this podcast many times. If you all want to know more about him, you can go to the Kyle Tierman show. It's a very uh, easy name to, yeah. well, good luck spelling Tierman. I'm not going to spell it out for you. Um, okay. So we have a couple of things we're going to share before we dive into the show. Um, a shout out to our spot, one of our sponsors, pure pleasure, also known as a sex shop online that I own with my mother. Hey mom, we love you. Janice. Your mom's in Australia. Hi. Mom's in Australia. She's down under. I'm meeting her one day with her and her, her Aussie girlfriend. Yes. Oh, that's cute. You guys are going to go do the foodie tour. I don't know what we're doing. Oh, well, you're going to do the foodie tour. Okay. Because you're all foodies. I'm into it. Uh, PurePleasureShop.com is having a sale 25% off of any of their online sex ed classes. And I'm actually one of the educators there that you can learn all about oral sex 101, orgasm 101, tantra, anal. Um, also 25% off of the health and wellness section that includes Kegel balls. April and I are huge fans of the smart balls, Kegel balls by mm-hmm. Fun Factory, um, condoms, all kinds of other things. So. Go check it out, purepleasureshop.com. Use coupon code sex, sex, bleh, sexy health 25 in all caps. Oh, wait, we don't need all caps anymore. Didn't we learn that? Yeah. Try them both, see what happens. Yeah. Uh, April, you want to share the listener feedback? I love when listeners give us their feedback and testimonials. Um, and sometimes they're sharing just praise, sometimes it's opinions on how we can be better. Sometimes it's about our speakers. I think this one's about a speaker. I appreciate feedback. Yeah, me too. I do like constructive. So. The subject is episode number 142. Just wanted you to know I was cry laughing over the discussion about jizz in the ass. <laughs> I have not read this Oh, yet. this is not about the speaker. <laughs> One of my girlfriends calls the end result sputter butt. And if that isn't the best description, I don't know what is. I think I'll stay anonymous for this comment. <laughs> Wow, Sputterbutt. I like that. I think that they should have signed it, Sputterbutt. <laughs> Yours truly, Sputterbutt. Sputter uh, yeah, I, forget, I think we were talking about jizz in the ass. Was that with Kristen, maybe? Chris, was we were talking about Kristen? it a couple times, yeah. We or were, no, we were talking about jizz in my ass, yeah. and you were like, oh, man, you want a jizz in your what? ass? Yeah, and I'm like, what's wrong with that? You're like, I'm walking with a limp after that shit. That's not what I said. No, that's not what you said. I'm just ad-libbing here. I don't remember exactly oh what you God. said, but it was funny. Uh, I like that feedback. All right, let's go on the sex question. All right, so this sex question is from an anonymous listener. I'm 22 years old in a six-going-on-seven-year relationship. My partner and I are very open with each other. But recently, we have had a hard time communicating sexual desires. My fiancé has drunk talked about wanting women. She shuts down when I bring it up while she's sober. I feel like it's a craving she's suppressing because she feels like I want to be present while said experimentation is happening. I don't feel the need to be present while she is indulging in her fantasy. How can I make her feel more comfortable talking about taboo subjects like this with me. I also have some bi-curious interests, but I'm afraid of the reaction I will get from her. Please help us in our next step towards our sexual freedom. Freedom! (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you did that. Yeah. Bi-curious. Yeah. There was a lot of little tags in there today. Well, just tags from our history are in there. Freedom and bi-curious. I love bi-curious. Bi-curious. Those are are, uh, two... 
I mean, great question. Very first good. of all, yeah. thank you, listener. One of the things that came to mind, first of all, because this, because he, he, they, they, they I'm, it does not say. All right, we're going to go with they. Um, they are by curious, but, uh, yeah, anyways, um, the person that was talking about this, that, uh, they, I'm wondering how much, it, not, I guess projection's the wrong word, but because they are also bi-curious and they're like really wanting to have this conversation about the, the girlfriend talking about this, about their bi-curiosity, but only when they're drunk. Um, and so they're really wanting to like have the conversation, open the doors for that. But part of it's like, are you wanting to do that to make it safe for her? Or are you wanting to do that whilst because you're, it's an, it's an easy access point for you to have the conversation for what you truly desire too, which I, there's not a problem either way. I'm just getting, getting, um, getting clear about where you're coming from. And I'm curious too, what comes up. So, you know, she, so when she's drunk, she talks about wanting women and then when she's sober and you bring it up, she pretends like it didn't happen she's not not down to have the conversation about it and you want to create a safe outlet for her or avenue for her to be able to talk about that or you to be able to talk about your own by curiosity um and if you've listened to our podcast you've heard us talk about more loving ways to bring up these conversations usually not in the bedroom if it's something that is kind of vulnerable for people so when people are in good spirits they have lots of time they're not in a hurry um and you can bring this up of like hey so the other night you said this thing, you were a intoxicated. I don't know if you remember, but you said this thing. And I, when you said it, you can also say like, when you said it, I got kind of excited. I was like, oh, I kind of want that for you, you know, cause they're saying, you know, I, I don't necessarily want it for, for me. It's not about me. Cause I, I think it's where that comes up a lot. I want my girlfriend to, to be by curious so that I can watch or be a part of it. But instead it's like, no, I want her to go and experience that. I want to support that. And you can uh, start it by saying that having some you know, enthusiasm for it, um, as opposed to like, you said this thing the other day, what does that mean? You know, and it's, uh, because you do have some enthusiasm for it. Um, and then use that as a, uh, access point too, for you to share your own thing too. Like, you, you know, if, if it's more like you said this thing and I'm kind of excited for you to explore that, like I'm kind of getting like a yes to that. And it actually made me curious for myself. Like I kind of have a desire to explore that too. Uh, could be a, a safe way to express that. They've been together. This person's only 22, and they've been in that partnership for six or seven years. which oh, since teens. Since they were teenagers. So that kind of brings up, for me, a conversation about, look, our desires are probably shifting and changing, and they're becoming a little bit more open. Both of them obviously have deep ingrained curiosities about either the opposite sex or experiencing a different a situation than the, the current partnership. And I think maybe it's time to just say, Hey, what if this was a scenario for us? Is it us doing this together, experimenting together? Is it us separately experimenting and then coming back and discussing this? And I think if you've been together since you were your teen in your teens, most likely you've had this traditional hetero or whatever that this situate partnership looks like uh, idea about the norm and monogamy and, too and monogamy yeah. and it, it doesn't uh hurt to just bring it up in an open as you were saying in this open sort of uh free to speak your mind when drunk or sober mm-hmm. uh, obviously a liquid courage always helps Woo-hoo. yeah well and and also in like if you've been together since you were teenagers of course there's desire coming up to experience other humans too i mean that happens in all long-term relationships i think for most folks there's at least some sort of like desire or attraction to someone else but um and 
you know, all of this is normal and natural to want to explore um, and to yeah, just start having conversations about this. And I, one of the things when I talk to clients when I do sex and relationship coaching and they're going to talk about sex-related issues, I, I use the term, you know, sell it to them. But you're not selling it to them. You're doing it in, in a authentic way. It's not like bullshitting them. But as as a means of how can we navigate this as, as a means of um, – uh, bettering our relationship, mm. deepening our connection. You know, we can have more aliveness and more expansion if we have these desires and we create this safe way for us to explore that either together or separate, but then we come together later and it can create more like, I don't know, juiciness. It sounds fun. And it's cool that they're both on the same page. Kind of. Like, well, well, unless she's, <laughs> unless she's just drunk talking and it's not really, but I don't know. It sounds like, it sounds like they're on the same page but not verbally. It sounds yet. like there might be some shame for her, right? Actually, for both of them too, because he's Which, not coming when you're out, young or they. Like I don't that know. sometimes that's difficult to overcome. So yeah, I say go for it. Yeah, Start, just explore your, those conversations, see what happens, and, um, and yeah, and and do so at, in a time in a place that feels um, like there's enough spaciousness for it. So yeah, well, maybe go you can go to one of Billy Presida's. I know he maybe Billy Presida can organize parties. a gangbang for you. Yeah, there you go. Or just a or a sex party. I'm just kidding. You didn't ask for a gangbang, so you probably don't want to organize a gang. That's extreme. You're like, let's just have let's just go right into gangbang. Like just get, yeah. <laughs> I want five dicks all at once. That's, this is my first. Uh, they gotta crawl before they can bang. <laughs> okay, <laughs> most likely. Oh my goodness. Okay, so. <clears throat> Y'all know we have sponsors. We need sponsors because, well, they keep the podcast free when we have sponsors for you all. And we're very particular about who we allow to sponsor our podcast. We seriously get a lot of folks that um, check in with us about that and they want to work with us. And uh, a good majority of them we're not on board for because we're sex educators and we're particular. Um, One we've already talked about on a podcast that we love is something called My Girl Fund. Um, It's a creative name. And it is uh, a, a program where... Folks can actually have virtual relationships with women whenever they want. But here's the badass thing about it. Um, the people that actually work there are empowered. So it creates a really safe outlet for these women there to create their own business, to choose who they want to work with, how they want to work with them. So it is, uh, it's, you know, it's working on, on both sides. It's actually giving folks, because sometimes it's hard to meet sexual partners, you know, or people that you can be flirtatious with or sexual with um, in real life. And porn certainly doesn't do that. And... There is a special deal for our listeners. It's true. For you, shameless sex revolutionary, it's free to join mygirlfund.com. And for a limited time, when you can become a lifetime premier member for less than $5, when you visit mygirlfund.com slash shameless, that means you, you, that's you, can get discounted credits and bonus interaction features for life. When you go to mygirlfund.com slash shameless, go check it out. Go check it out. It sounded like you were saying my girlfriend. My girlfriend. My girl. My girlfriend. What is that? Oh, my girl. Remember that movie, How Sad It Was? Oh, yeah. With the bees? Yeah. That scared me about bees, even though I'm not allergic. You're allergic. April's super allergic to bees. Do you have your EpiPen? Uh, I do have an EpiPen. You should EpiPen. always tell me where your EpiPen is. I have this weird situation at my house where there's always dead honeybees outside on my balcony oh they like your balcony they're they're I like attracted you've ever seen them on tennis courts before they go and they like attracted to and they go and just like die on it oh it's so sad yeah maybe you need because to i love the honeybees and who doesn't the, love a good honeybee the allergy is just a sad oversight that don't die on me chip the universe didn't think about no thanks. i like flowers thanks universe how about a bio bio for billy yeah 
So, Billy Presida. And by the way, Amy now wants me to read all the things. <laughs> You're so good at it. So here I am uh, reading all the things. And I haven't even taken a look at this yet, but I feel like I know Billy so well. You do. And his mom. And his mom. Mom. So Billy Presida is a professional stand-up comedian, podcaster, and accidental gangbang organizer. <laughs> For over a decade, he's entertained audiences all over the country and can be seen at comedy clubs and Tinder around New York City. His show, The Man Whore Podcast, A Sex Positive Quest for Love, was named a top sex podcast by Esquire and Uproxx three years in a row. And his sex and dating advice has been featured in outlets like Cosmo, Your Tango, Men's Health, and more. Oh, and his father is finally proud of him. <laughs> to learn more, visit Man Whore Podcast. Oh, just sorry. It's www.manwhorepod.com <laughs> slash iTunes. But first. This podcast was made possible by Ritual. You know how much we love putting good things into our bodies, but did you know that many vitamin companies use shady ingredients and synthetic fillers? This is why we love Ritual. They are committed to showing you all of their sources and to showing you the nutrients and exactly where they came from. Fun fact for you, 40% of women cannot properly utilize the synthetic form of folate that's in most multivitamins. I'm actually one of those women, but Ritual uses all the good stuff my body loves, and this is why I adore Ritual. Come on, you deserve to know what you're putting in your body. Hello, consent. Daily changes really do lead to big results, so why not start with something as simple as your vitamins? And Ritual is offering shameless sex listeners 10% off your first three months. Just go to ritual.com slash shameless sex to start your ritual today. That's 10% off your first three months at ritual.com slash shameless sex. Now back to the show. All right, everyone, it is episode time, and we are here with the creator, the one and only Man Whore Podcast. Man Whore. <laughs> I love that name. name is hilarious. I know my partner was like, wait, you're going on a podcast called the Man Whore Podcast? Like when I was on your podcast? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but it's not like that. Which we, can you tell people why you called it the Man Whore Podcast? Yeah, guys, it's like accused of feminism, I swear. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no uh, I, I do a uh, podcast called the Man Whore Podcast where I started six years ago talking to women I'd hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. Mm. And I also now talk to various like sex educators, porn stars, sex workers, queer performers, uh, industry moguls uh, <laughs> like yourself like and uh, oh, no. stand-up comedians and stuff like that. It's a good time, yeah. You're a stand-up comedian as well, right? That I am. Yeah, Which I've been awesome. uh, professionally unfunny for a long time. Professionally yeah. unfunny. I like that. And yeah, you're on a road trip across the country. and You mm -hmm. now are in sunny Santa Cruz. He just got all of his shit jacked from his car in San Francisco. Uh, I know. Not all of it. Not thing. all of it. Yeah, but a good uh, check. That's that. My yeah. first broken car window. Oh, I know. That's, that's a bummer. Yeah, well, it's a double bummer that they stole a couple things and they broke your window. Now you have to go get your window And no fixed. one offered help. I bet it's... That, that was my big thing. One lady had the audacity to come up to me and the first thing she said was like what did you leave in your car and I was like did you just ask how short my skirt was fuck you get yeah. out of my face I'm duct taping like, my this window this is your fault yeah, yeah. <laughs> what oh my god it kind of is it's like it's own form of slut shaming it's car shaming it's just like the victim of a crime yeah. we should not be whatever the crime is what you should you be do? asking yeah. what did you yeah. do what did you do to deserve this now you can ask what happened 
Yeah. yeah. You get punched in the face, you can ask what happened, yeah. but do not ask like what did you do to deserve being what punched did, in the yeah. face. Well, I'm so that's so interesting because we hear stories about, you know, East Coasters not being that that friendly and Californians being more like looking you in the eye and smiling at you. But you know, that I mean every time I've gone to the East Coast, I've met such nice people. Oh my God. I don't experience Total- that, but I've heard people say that. My friend that has a kid who lives out here in Santa Cruz, but she comments on whenever she's on the East Coast in New York City specifically, people offer her help all the time, like like opening the doors, taking up the stroller up and down things. She's like, whenever I'm in, not necessarily Santa Cruz, but Los Angeles or San Francisco, no one even like... No fucks given. N- never even opens a door for the for we the. We know mom. it is in New York. It's not the matter of like being nice. It's just there is a community vibe. I think nine eleven did a lot of that for people. There's a sense of like we are a city together and we're gonna help out, but also get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> Don't walk too slow, but I will help you patch up your window. Yeah, people aren't super <laughs> smiley and like hey, but nah. everyone talks to each other. Yeah. That's what I've noticed. People will definitely be nice to you uh in general like when you're walking on the street or they'll stop and be like hey i like your sunglasses yeah. i'm like thank you that doesn't really happen as much in i mean san francisco y'all really. got a driving culture out here yeah we oh, do yeah, yeah we really do instead it's of a walking and public transportation yeah we're all that's like, why all you tourists don't know how to walk in new york city because you're not used to walking in a city we're like, yeah. what? What you don't heck? realize no ladies do, do, do not walk five wide that is not how we do this? You're What's blocking, five wide? Like, five wide, like blocking off the. Uh, so maybe sidewalk. walking two by two, and uh, oh, you lose your yeah. friends in the back. Yes, yeah. You're like, like, come on, let's Karen, organize. We all know where she goes. <laughs> She's in the back. She's slow. Um, so <laughs> bringing this to the topic of group sex, uh, which is what we're going to talk about. The first question uh, about group sex. What? So you have experienced things like orgies, sex parties, etc. Have you experienced them out here in California as well, or on the West Coast? I'm curious about the West Coast versus East Coast. No, because no one talks to each other out here. I know. (laughs) (laughs) No one knows where they're at. We're in our isolated little homes. I've been to, uh, there was a, I I had a live podcast I did in Oakland last year. And then a group of fans, we actually hung out at a bar next door to get drinks. And then three people from the audience I knew, and we were supposed to have a little like foursome that night. Mm -hmm. So we had an Airbnb, but the bar closed at like 930 because they were too busy because they didn't know how to handle people on a Saturday night. So they closed. We're like, hey, you guys just want to go to the Airbnb and hang out? So there's like maybe a group of, I don't know, seven to nine of us. We go to the Airbnb and we're just sitting. We're talking about how the show went. We're talking about sex positivity in general, um, nerding out on things. And then someone suggested, hey, anybody just want to kind of go upstairs and like have a big cuddle puddle? And I was like, all right, sure. Mm-hmm. And, and again, a lot of these people are just meeting for the first I'm meeting some of them for the first time. So we go upstairs, cuddle puddle, and just... Instantly, people are making out, mm. and then it just starts becoming like I, I think I might be the only stand-up comedian who has like frequently watched his fans fuck each other. <laughs> so <laughs> things Maybe. devolve around yeah. me, but I don't instigate. I mean, you've never hung out with Chappelle. You don't know what his fans do when oh. he's around, right? You know, Chappelle had, did have a joke uh, in the first set of uh, specials that I really related to. He goes, "He's like, I was right at an orgy once. No one fucked me." <laughs> I was like, this man, that's... They are yeah, probably too me. intimidated. They were probably like, it's Chappelle. No, just the idea of like the, the obsession with like being right. It's like, you know what? When it matters, it's not going to matter, mm-hmm. you know, being right. Uh, just like hang out. I've never <laughs> been to a sex party. Oh. Let's change that. I know. I've been to like a dungeon. It you wasn't are an operation. The wonderful influence <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from what I hear. Yeah, I'm like, come on, let's go do weird things. I know. Let's go to here. Aren't you ha- kind of... 
into organizing these lately? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in the on a planning first one planning committee for a sex party. There aren't, isn't much she, in Santa Cruz. You right? casually mentioned that yesterday yeah. with me and my partner. Like, yeah, so I'm planning a sex party. I hadn't told you, you yet. Go? No, you had told me it was just funny, and he was like, oh. And like what happens at a sex party? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, what do you uh, think of sex? Yeah. Um, <laughs> a, a lot of Dungeons and Dragons talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that type. Everyone's like, the nerds like don't get laid. No, the nerds were fucking. Those, oh, they are. They are a bunch yeah. of kinky, horny weirdos, and it's awesome. Some of the bu- people that have the most fun are the, the people that are not like your mainstream. Because the mainstream folks, like, they have a lot of insecurities, and, and not, and that's a generalization, but I think a lot of the folks that have kind of found their. Um, or owned their alternativeness of whatever that is, uh-huh. you know, whatever is not the mainstream way in, in all the different ways that is, I find that they seem to have more fun. Mm-hmm. They're having, there's definitely a little but, more wildness and there. What, what does a sex party look like, though? Are you, so there's ones that you like wear bracelets depending on what you're into or how approachable you are. What if you go to one and there's not that type of communication? Do you just have to go up and ask people what they're into? Or, hey, can I just fuck you? Or, hey, do you want to make out? Or, hey, do you want to go to a cuddle puddle in the bathroom with me? <laughs> I mean, what does it look like? Yeah, it's I a, don't know. It's a luxury bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it is that terrifying thing of like, oh, you're going to have to go and talk to somebody, uh, interact with a human being on, uh, you know, in the real world and not online. Uh, yeah, it just depends. Uh, Hacienda, my play party community, they've uh, in the past done a bracelet thing, which I, I like that. Mm-hmm. I do too. I like that. Uh, just the idea of like, if you, there was like red, like, don't come flirt with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the green was like, I am welcome to be hit upon. And then there was confusion about like, oh, pe- people's bracelets flipping and they yeah. not realize it. What color are you? Yeah. Yeah. They, they were like, I'm on green. Oh, no, it says red. Oops. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, uh, so they, I think they've abandoned that system at this point. And then but, is that also, does that go with like sexuality as well and what you're into? No, I think they, I, I mean, I the think there's extreme. a utopia where like we have all the identifiers on here, but then they start feeling like, you know, yellow star bands and you're like, oh, this is now uncomfortable. We're visually labeling ourselves all the different stuff um i think there's a world where like that feels like it makes sense to do but Mm -hmm. it just becomes impractical and and all that stuff no you just go up and you talk to people like any other part really a sex party is just a regular party where you can also have sex in front of people yeah it's you know you know how like you go to a house party someone like goes off into a bedroom or bathroom and they fuck at the house party just not in front of everyone well imagine you didn't have to hide mm-hmm. that's that's a sex party and people so, are all there for kind of a shared reason doesn't mean that they all are there to have sex like some people yeah. just like being around the energy mm-hmm. some people just want to like make out with someone or just like go in a cuddle pub and some people want to fucking get tied up and um and you know fist it or are there, whatever yeah. the thing is <laughs> is are there like drinks and drugs or is it sober because i feel like i would need some kind of loosening agent <laughs> it depends on the uh, depends that on the is, community yeah. Yeah. yeah, like my like the like Hacienda, they uh, I don't run Hacienda when I say my, I just mean that I'm a part of it, uh, uh, that I go, but you know, they advise everyone to monitor their own alcohol intake, uh, no hard drugs done in public, so they don't want people like just doing lines of blow on tables. Weed is considered pretty chill, um, so yeah, but other parties have their own rules, uh, you know, it's, it's just about everyone knowing what the rules are and the rules being effectively communicated up top, you know, are we a no tobacco party all right just let us know being in party i'm not one who (laughs) who there would have the energy and these are people's homes it depends i mean really whatever like so i would think about the cleanliness of the environment like the couch sure she's a germaphobe too (laughs) are these sheets clean that i'm climbing into bed see that's why i'm too many i'm too much in my head but that's okay you just need to find the right party for it or 
make your own germaphobe play party. Or bring your own sheets. Yeah, bring your own what, sheets. What, in a backpack? Then yeah. people are going to think I'm some Unabomber kind of People show up trip. with backpacks. Oh, my God. Things. Oh, they do. You show up in your street clothes, and you get dressed in your sexy oh. whatever you want to wear well, there. you got all their toys and yeah. their rope their and gear. everything. Their yeah. gear. See, I would want to bring my actually look like a badass gear. with a backpack, I yeah. think. They'd okay. be like, oh, she's got like, gear Plenty in there. I'd wear like a holster with my... Hitachi and also like oh, and some dope. hand sanitizer on the and other side. Hand <laughs> and if you go to a good party, they have like like a hacienda. They have the little play stations where they do have like each station has like a hand sanitizer, mm-hmm. different types of lube, condoms, condoms uh, wee wee pads. Mm-hmm. You know all all the gloves, everything. Mm-hmm. And you know? these are invite only, or if you are so if I'm a civilian and I'm listening to this podcast and mm-hmm. I live in New York and I decide that I want to explore the hacienda sex parties. Do I go online and sign up with a headshot or what? So again, <laughs> a vulva shot. And every this is what's coming so, at you. <laughs> when it comes to group sex, it's all different. It all depends, and it's really you can make whatever the rules you want to be. And a lot of them have different vibes. Sex clubs, swinger clubs are gonna have a different vibe than you know a gangbang, which might have a different vibe than a like a sex positive queer friendly party, which might have a different vibe than like a really more heteronormative couples only type of party it all just depends what you're going to why you're going to it and what the rules are at that place you know is this like 10 of your friends just like going over to carol's place or are you guys paying admission to go to this sex club where the function of it is to make money mm-hmm. oh, it all okay. just depends okay. mm-hmm. um i can speak to my experiences at hacienda and what i've heard from other people and and things that i've organized myself um, but it all always depends. And it's safe. So as a, as a woman, let's say, I mean, because obviously safety could be an issue if you're showing up somewhere by yourself, you could feel safe going to these organized parties rather than going to Craigslist and looking up sex parties and seeing what comes up. I don't know if I, I, I'd feel comfortable with that. So it's probably better to go the organized route if you are a single or a tr- like attending singly. Mm-hmm. As an individual, female, or or even, it, uh, it's I would say it still depends. I mean, I found stuff through Craigslist too that were totally on the up and up. They just happened to throw up something on Craigslist as well. I'm just asking um, for myself, yeah, yeah, just to know yeah. if I. No, no. I'm, what, what I'm saying is like um, something that I would be like, oh, I trust this place, and I would uh, I would recommend it to to you, April. But they also might advertise on uh, Craigslist and FetLife and this place, okay. so. Yeah, although rest in peace, Craigslist, we don't get to have that anymore. Not yet. Yeah. That's what different. happens when we don't defend sex workers. We uh, lose the fun things. I know. <laughs> when I've been so this, I've been to a, a couple of different variations sex parties. Some more casual, um, like a sex geek summer camp. So it's not like a, a official sex party, but there's a playroom yeah. there, and so you can go in and out there anytime. And um, we've been a part of those, and I've been to official sex parties as well, um, and. Shit still happens there. You yeah. know, consent still gets broken, even though in like the official sex party that I went to, they did they not only do do you have to apply to go, you have to be vetted in by someone else, you know, who's like kind of like your sponsor saying like you're a cool person who understands consent. And then you have but it's not like VIP, it's just like you're a respectful human that understands that. Then you have to read a whole big document on consent. Then you also have to go in the beginning of the party do like a half an hour spiel on consent, boundaries, etc. Do et you sign the document or just <laughs> I, I think you probably sign something oh. and then you're and then you go to this thing they still do a half an hour talk and shit still happens and it's not like when I say that it's so it's up for interpretation right because it's so easy for boundaries to get crossed and like a consent um, violation isn't automatically this malicious violent act it can also mean an an accidental boundary crossing you know 
And so it could mean someone is someone, you know, just misinterpreted something or their experience was like, that was too far. And I thought I vouched for myself and spoke where I was at. And, and then the person didn't hear me. And then there's some cleanup that needs to happen. So, yeah. um, so I, I, but I appreciate that when these groups are doing that, where they're putting so much, um, education emphasis on the consent conversations Mm -hmm. and i'm sure with like a small group of friends you could just have a big old like orgy of fun and not necessarily need to do all of that work there but especially when it comes to like people don't know each other and um, intoxication so like a few weeks ago uh my girlfriend her friend put together a little like got a hotel room and invited like you know a dozen people and we had a little thing but before and yeah very casual very loose was there wasn't a bunch of emails however when we got there before like things really started to develop she did stand up and just be like hey everybody i just want to talk like real quickly about consent and then she just like gave a little quick spiel some like real basic stuff because she invited everyone handpicked so she knows everyone's on board but it's the act of just kind of like saying it vocalizing it introducing remi- reminding everyone about how consent works or is about to work in this space uh, but like a hacienda, which could have 100 to 200 people, um, more formal. Um, there's things in the email. There's things on the ticket page. If it's your first time, you have to go to the consent workshop before the party starts, uh, which is mandatory. Um, there are signs places. There are guardians with armbands that you can go to if something happened. You can say, hey, I had this experience with this person. They can you know, handle stuff. So, again, it all depends. I think if you get invited to some sort of like party where you got to pay a ticket – and you don't see any consent language anywhere around it, I think that would be a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's just like, you know, going to Carol's house, like, yeah, maybe it's going to get covered at some point. Or maybe you can say, hey, um, are you going to do a quick little, like, consent chat? And mm-hmm. your friend might go like, oh, yeah, duh. Mm-hmm. Well, let me go grab my wine and we'll be like, we'll give a little chat. You know, it just, again, it all depends on the party. You know, for me, like, I was organizing gangbangs last year. And for me, like, I did a lot of it via the email. Um, especially because the actual scenes themselves uh, did not lend well to a big talk up front. So I just uh, very incessant with emails and make sure people, you know, I have tests to make sure people read, you mm-hmm. know, everything that went down. Oh, you have um, tests? Well, I have, like, I have, I have, with the, I have the brown M&Ms. You know about brown M&Ms? What's the brown oh, M&Ms? I don't think I know about that. I mean, I know about brown M&Ms. <laughs> They're the least favorite of the yes. M&Ms. So I think there was, uh, I forgot what band it was. And I think Seinfeld also said about this with like green M&Ms, whatever the color. Just the idea of like in their rider, they would say in the green room, we want a bowl of just brown M&Ms. Mm-hmm. And there's other stuff in the rider. And the M&Ms are not actually important. Some people would think that's a diva. But no, what, what that person's trying to be is saying like, if you got the brown M&Ms right... I know you got all the important uh, things, right? like the test. Yeah, yeah. So, it. like, in my Reddit ads where I'm, like, recruiting men for, you know, whatever scene we're trying to do, uh, I say I need this this information, this information. And now my brown M&Ms is very self-serving, but it would it would include um, also send a screenshot of you subscribe to the Man Whore Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you got a new fan. Nice. Just to apply. To yeah, yeah. But if they did that and they included all the information I said, now I'm like, I know you follow instructions. I know you read the whole ad. Now you can be considered. Yeah. Type of thing. Um, some people might say, uh, at the bottom of that, I might say, uh, include your favorite song in the subject line. Just to prove you read everything. Oh, uh, okay. So that's right. why I might do with like the consent stuff in my email back and forth with the group of guys. Is like, you know, just making sure everyone knows what's going down. And what's up with STIs and STDs or if folks are coming with those? Are you supposed to like be open about those before you hook up with someone? Is that uh, something that is talked yeah. about? I mean, you should. You're. 
I, I, especially when it comes to group sex and casual sex in general, because mm-hmm. STIs are a risk when we go off and have casual sex with, you know, anyone, new anyone, people. Yeah. However, um, I believe everyone needs to be responsible for their own health and obtaining the information they need to feel comfortable and safe, et cetera. So, because, I, you know. It's okay, you can cough, <laughs> cough on the Sorry air. about that, yeah. <laughs> I know how post works. I know you can take that. <laughs> okay. Um, the example I like to give is like, uh, someone goes, uh, Hey, have you been tested? Mm-hmm. Someone says, yes. What information did you actually obtain? Not much. You right? tested yeah. what? Once in your life? Did when? You, was yeah. it the SAT? Yeah. 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 It, I mean, that's just even on the, when did it happen? And then what you, uh, have you been tested? That means different things, different people. Mm-hmm. That can mean. I had a, a friend oh, that thinks that, that what he has been out of the dating rails. He, okay. he thought some, one of his new partners asked him if he'd been tested. And he's like, like a compatibility test. Uh, <laughs> and I started dying laughing. So you're saying no. So you're saying no. Yeah. The last time you were tested, never. But if it's, a, you know, for me, like what I do is I protect myself and I use condoms in the situations I know I need to use condoms for. So I use condoms for like vaginal anal. And then I kind of lean into the, we don't really use barriers for oral, right? Mm-hmm. But I will use them if like they're, you know, requested. That's mm-hmm. just, my personal ethic. Right. Um, and you always adhere to the more sensitive party. But also when you ask him, what do you get tested? Like, I ask, like, what have you been tested for? Because, like, to some people, that's just an HIV test. To some, that's a, uh, the regular, the, like, the standard panel. Um, me, I, get, I always get an oral swab for oral chlamydia and oral gonorrhea when I get tested. Mm. That doesn't come standard. Yeah. No one fucking thinks about that. You have to request it. Yeah. yeah. I do a um, full blood draw. Yeah, some, some people, it's that. Um, if you talk to the porn folks, it's going to be, are you, like, in the past system? Mm-hmm. So that's a no, an even different standard and rigor of testing. So when you say, what do you, uh, have you been tested? I don't know what the fuck that means. Mm-hmm. And, but I think also we live in a country where we don't teach sex ed. Yeah. So mm-hmm. people don't, people just ask because they know they're supposed to. They don't know what information to ask for. Mm-hmm. Um, just like when you see like personal ads, they'll say like D&D free and disease free or D&D and drug free or whatever. Mm-hmm. D&D free means disease and drug free. Yeah. Um, so, but they don't know what that means. They just have seen it in ads and think, well, I should put that in ad too. Uh, right? That's what that is. And yes. then they'll be like, oh, I should also throw in disease free. Because you just think you're disease free, but you may have not been tested. Because so, yeah. we don't educate people. So people are just kind of doing what they think they're supposed to do instead of what they should do. So when it comes to like sexual health in a group sex scenario, I think you are responsible for your own comfort level and obtaining information you want. So if you want to know if someone's ever had a cold sore, that's on you to ask. I don't think people are required to then just give that to you. I would like to hope that someone is... uh, like hasn't in the middle of an outbreak. (laughs) Yes, or someone's like in the middle of like gonorrhea. And honestly, I'm, I'm a fake smart person. Like... I know about gonorrhea, but I also don't know exactly what the symptoms are. So if someone's experiencing the symptoms of gonorrhea, like, I hope they wouldn't also be at the party. Yeah. You know what I mean? If someone knows they have gonorrhea, I would imagine there's, they're going to be waiting. Like, uh, I had an ex who, like, one of her partners tested positive for gonorrhea, and there wasn't enough time in between the party we wanted to go to and um, getting tested to get the results. So we just decided that night we weren't going to play with other people. So people come up, he's like, oh, you want this? Um, we're not playing with other people tonight. We're kind of waiting on a test result. Yeah. It was that simple. And they were mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. And we, yeah. I think we like made out with a couple of people maybe. Yeah. But that yeah. was it. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's, you got to take charge for your own health. And a part of that is just educating yourself because no one educated you. And, um, you know, I mean, there's the CDC website. Mm-hmm. I like Scarlet Teen. I'm a mm-hmm. big Scarlet Teen uh, stan. But yeah, just like go on the internet to a reputable place and like 
learn what you're scared of. Yeah. And also, yeah. as you learn more about it, I believe you become less scared of it. Totally. People would be so way less scared of herpes if they then, knew about yeah. herpes. Seriously, they 100%. think it's like the death sentence. Yeah. Well, we had, so Read Me Honko was on our podcast twice, but he did episode five, the casual sex episode. I think he does his safer sex elevator speech on there, yeah. mm. which is like, you know, under a minute, maybe even under 30 seconds. The audio is really bad on it. Yeah, the audio is not it's great on it. First but you first But you could still get the gist of like yeah. what he's talking about. It's also on his website if you go to... Um, what is it? Read about R-E-I-D about sex.com. And then um, we also did the STI episode um, that talks all about that. It really helps to get rid of a lot of the fear around it, like normalizing a lot of that stuff. Um, and the and more conversations you have, it's a practice. Yeah. The better you get at talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. It's yeah. not easy. I coached some people uh, recently, uh, younger women that are in and out of my life because of family and whatnot. And, you know, they're 21 and were diagnosed with something and, and are in a new partnership and so terrified to talk about it because they don't want to be deemed this slutty, gross human. And mm. I'm like, no, no, no. The more you practice talking about it, the better you'll get. And if that person's going to turn yeah. you down or not want to be in a relationship with you, then at least you screen them out. Yeah, ahead yeah. of time. Yes. Uh, and, and, and if you're worried about like catching something at like a sex party and you don't even know how to like, Commute, verbalize what you're scared of catching at a sex party. You probably shouldn't be at that sex party. You're probably not ready for it. Yeah. 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 But you're also, I would also argue, not ready for Tinder either. I mean, because to me, they're the same thing. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast is made possible by OMGS.com. OMGS is a research based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made tasteful and inspiring short videos to show you techniques on how to pleasure yourself or another vulva. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and has changed their lives. So for all you vulva owners or vulva lovers out there who may already be having good orgasms and you want to take it to the next level, or perhaps you want to explore more variety in your playtime, OMGS will have something just for you. With two seasons, one all about internal and the other all about external techniques, it's better than any book or DVD money can buy. To learn more, visit omgs.com backslash shameless. Our listeners get $5 off. Check it out. This podcast was also made possible by Uber Lube. It's a luxurious silicone lubricant great for all kinds of sex. It's less likely to throw off the pH than most other lubes. And there are hundreds of doctors who recommend Uber Lube to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks who are experiencing dryness. You never knew lube could be this good. So whether you're an avid lube lover or you've never used lube before, Uber Lube is right for you. It has no flavor, no scent, and feels absolutely amazing on the body. Uber Lube has endless uses. I use it to tame my hair fizzies, to prevent chafing, and I even put some in my mouth right before an oral sex session, and it totally ups my blowjob game. Oh, and the bottle, it's gorgeous. It's totally discreet and looks more like a beautiful cosmetic product, so you can even leave it on your nightstand shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com. Use code SHAMELESSSEX, and you get 10% off and free shipping. That's uberlube.com. Go check it out. And now back to the show. Have you been to Burning Man? 
No, I like showers. Oh, you're a shower. Yeah. I mean, you can shower. They're just going to bring an RV. <laughs> I actually like didn't have a shower this last year. I just hustled other people's showers because there's shower camps. So there's camps that you go there. There's camps where they'll scrub you and bathe you. You would love this shit because you're, <laughs> you're kind of freaky. They'll go there and they call it like human carcass wash or something. And you're oh, there with a whole bunch just of took naked. all the sexiness out of that. <laughs> so they're all naked and they're all people just scrubbing you. But at any rate, and there's, yeah, anyway, so that's interesting. But they have Orgy Dome and there's a yeah, lot of sex yeah, party yeah, things that happen that. there. And from my experiences in both, I went to Orgy Dome at Burning Man and then, you know, a sex party in the Bay Area. I just love being around the energy. Yeah. Like, I'm here, and then only two feet away, there's, like, a fivesome going on, and people are moaning, and you hear all the slapping of flash and, and like, orgasms, and, and, just, and there's something about it. Even if I was just sitting in that room, there's an aliveness that I feel yeah. in it. I'm, like, supercharged. Like, how fucking alive is this shit right now? I think that's how I'd want to just ease into it. Yeah. Go, not planning to participate, but go just to feel the energy yeah. of the, the environment, and then... Perhaps not close off to participation, but just see how it feels mm-hmm. to me. Because I love the visual art of of it bodies intertwined in each other and the energy of what's happening and and anyone that's experiencing sex and pleasure is beautiful to mm-hmm. me. So I think that I would be I'm open to sex parties and obviously orgy domes and different experiences within that realm. I just have never been exposed to it and going one just to watch is like a great first step like like you do not have to like that's it's so weird where it's so weird april's watch is talking to us sorry is is it want to go to the sex party (laughs) what near-death experiences can teach us about something that's what it just came up with huh Weird. All right. Tell her to stop interrupting the sex party this talk. And- asshole. <laughs> sorry about that. Everyone listening? That's no, all good. Sorry. But yeah, no, the, the, go and just watch. It's fine. But it's so weird, yeah. the questions I'll get. Like, people are always like, uh, you know, just in, like in conversation. They're like, oh, wait, but if I go to a sex party, do I have to fuck people? Yeah. I'm like, what? What? What, well, yeah. like, what are the you know, What if I don't want to take my clothes there. off? Then don't yeah. take your clothes yeah. off. Like, what the? Yeah, no yeah. one's forcing you to do so. If, you, if they are forcing you, that run that's yeah. not a and the gang yeah, get out of there. are similar because gang bangs yeah, let's go to gang if bangs. you oh, talk God. about gang bangs when i think of a gang he bang, organizes gang bangs i know you you're gang bang organizer and she just grabs her tits she's just, just grabs, <laughs> yeah she's grabbing her back. i think about gang I'm bangs about to my nipples get hard. my boobs hurt so i'm just grabbing them because by the way nice. she used to love gang bang porn so. and i've loved uh, and i've always wanted to say i'm here for the gang bang and like have like a 10 pack of condoms <laughs> and just show up to somebody like old school my my, my preferred happy ending massage person back in new york city she hears about him. And she's like, I want to just can I come watch? Yeah, I just want to watch the gangbang. <laughs> I was like, you want fluff? Like, I don't know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, those are I, when I picture. Uh, if anyone doesn't know what gangbang looks like, just picture like male privilege, the movie. It's a, <laughs> it's a lot like that. Male so, are there? There's usually only a few vulva owners. I would say there's a rec- there is a uh, special guest receiver. Okay, and, right? and is it always a any owning? hole can get gang. Oh, yeah, any hole. So okay, it can be a penis owner. It can be the yeah, yeah. You could, you could get anally gang banged. I mean, yeah, dudes do gang bangs. Mm-hmm. All, uh, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's typically like a dedicated receiver and then some dedicated penetrators. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I love that. I'm a, I'm a dedicated penetrator. <laughs> <laughs> I love that too. I'm, I'm gonna use that my next ad. Seeking like, dedicated yeah. penetrators. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am a what's a D and D free re- dedicated receiver. <laughs> yeah, dedicated. Oh, that is pretty. So and the receiver is definitely a dedicated receiver. I mean, she is. that like, is a role right I, there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a lot of of. Uh, 
that'd be a lot of action, a lot of energy that you'd have to to be. It's a lot of D. The human that that's receiving or that's yeah. choosing to be the receiver is a that is a lot of D. I wouldn't mind some of this, you know, and maybe some like, blow banging. Yeah, like, that's not, not that hard. Maybe your feet too, I guess. Ow! But then you have to be pretty. <laughs> I'm just trying to maneuver. She's trying to figure out all of her holes that can be. I'd penetrated. probably be good at it for about. Five minutes, and then I'm like, okay, I need some. How about you all just jerk off on my face? Yeah, Yeah. that seems easier. (laughs) Yeah, here we go. Downgraded to a bukkake. So when you organize a gangbang, what does this look like? And like, what's the intention behind it? Like, hey, I'm going to organize a gangbang. Like, what is what's what's this all about? Well, the first one, I I mean, and I've I've put together a lot of like scenes because I love scenes. Mm -hmm. I think like the orchestration of like a like a stranger play thing or something like that is like really hot. It's actually the planning can be more of the, it's more of the foreplay if anything. So for you, if our listener doesn't know what a scene is, it's, it's just like a- anything where it's like you want to do some sort of fantasy and it kind of requires logistics or maybe a script of some sort or uh, a time that the door unlocks, whatever, you know, whatever yeah. you guys are doing. I mean, I, I, I set something up with a bumble date once where we realized we weren't interested romantically. It was like, Hey, you want to hook up? Oh, uh, I pitched. I think I said something. Someone brought up Stranger Play, and I suggested a scene. So we set it up so she hid her keys outside of her apartment the night before. Um, I got over there at like six a.m. I found the keys in the bushes. She lived alone. I went up to her apartment. Uh, I unlocked the door quietly. I sneak in. There's a cat. I'm like, you better not fuck this up. Shut up. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't want to be undone by the fucking pet. <laughs> what do you, how do you get undone by the pet? The yeah, pet they were does, loud or something. Because he's a stranger. So he's like yeah. sneaking in. Oh, I but, think a dog would be worse than a cat. Because you're sneaking in with consent. Do you have consent? Yeah, to yeah do no, this. this is all a yeah. prearranged yeah. consensual encounter. Yeah. So we all, the two of us arranged this whole thing. I'm just like, I'm just um, um, explaining what the scene was as opposed to, like, all the negotiation. But I can also go into that, too. I mean, mm-hmm. it really was every part of this was, like, feeling out, like, oh, what do you want? What's hot for you? But I'll just, let me just – I'll just say what it was, though. So she had her door open as we arranged. She was sleeping on top of her covers naked as we arranged. And I was able to tiptoe in and, like, wake her up by eating her out. And she actually didn't wake up until after my tongue was already on her clit. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I just sent her to work happy because this was, like, a Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. So That's like, hot. Yeah, I like it. I like that. Yeah, scenes like that. I think those are fun. I think people think they're only for porn. I thought, I'm like, no, you can do them safely and responsibly. You just have to do them safely. And and are you filming this? No. Nah. Oh, it's just the scene. As it's just for fun. You prearrange yeah. the scene. There's no filming. It's just you're playing out what you had already pre-negotiated with this Correct. person. Oh, yeah. that's cool. So stuff like that. So it's similarly with like a gangbang, it would be just like talking all it out. So, I mean, one... So Do you I, say the man whore has arrived? Oh, God, no. Well, one, <laughs> the show is the man whore podcast. I'm just Billy. Um, <laughs> man whore is something people called me, and I was yeah. like, fine. Uh, but, like, it actually started with the gangbangs particularly. It just started with a friend of mine who she asked me to throw her one because she was like, you seem like you could do this. Mm-hmm. I'd never done that before. We had never slept w- with each other. Mm-hmm. This was just like, ah, you seem like you could pull it off. And I was like, all right. So I did. I threw her a birthday gangbang because I'm a nice friend. Mm-hmm. What a good um, friend! Actually, I didn't even fuck her at the gangbang. She doesn't know that, and that's part of the fun. <laughs> oh, because she blindfolded? she wants. So we she decided to be blindfolded, and this is all you know how we organized it was a lot of conversation with me and her. I'm asking like questions about the types of guys she wants, the type of um, vibes she wants, um, any logistics she wants, what kind of music you want. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a lot of things that kind of go into that. So that's even before I'm even putting an ad out. I'm just getting advice of like, what do you want? What are your no's? What are your yeses? What are your maybes? Uh, I bring up stuff that maybe they didn't consider. Um, we decided to 
a blindfold is good because her fantasy is she wants to walk through New York City, and if anyone looked at her funny, she wants to be able to think, has that guy had sex with me? <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! That's her fantasy. She wants because and she has a very distinct look. Like if someone fucked her and saw her on the street, like they would look and notice her because that's just how she looks. Yeah, I like so this lady. She she that's what she wants. She wants to think that everyone in New York has possibly had sex with her. <laughs> and then I I was like, hey, can we have? Do you want? Can strap-ons be brought in? So now, really, anyone in the city's fair game, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we arranged that, and that's why she doesn't know I I, I didn't have sex with her because. Uh, I'm waiting for the opportunity. It's been over a year. I'm waiting for a conversation, her to say, like, oh, yeah, Billy and I fucked at a gangbang once. I'll be like, no, we didn't. We actually didn't. We um, fucked a whole bunch of other people, though. Other people fucked her. Some people went twice. I did not per- uh, personally do it, but she thinks I did, which for me <laughs> is a fun. really funny, practical joke uh, amongst friends. But, yeah, so um, <laughs> that was her vibe. So, you know, we had different types of people and. You know, we negotiated, like, what she didn't want touched, what she did want touched, and all that stuff. And then, of um, course, it can always change when it happens, yes. right? Yeah. You always true. remind her, like, hey, like, because rem- the thing I always have to remind is, like, you are in charge. Like, yeah. if you want something different, if you need something, and then always remember, like, I am your point person. Like, don't worry about anything. Like, you need me, be like, Billy, I need you, and you come tell me. Mm-hmm. You don't like the dick that's inside you right now? You'd be like, hey, uh, this one, I'm going to hit pause, or... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm use the safe word or whatever mm-hmm. it is. You know, we you know you negotiate a safe word as well. Um, you know, I ask like, do you want spanking? Do you want slapping? Do you want choking? Do you want spitting? Do you mm-hmm. want to be called dirty names? Do you not want to be called dirty names? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be called very specific dirty names? Like, what is your? Because it's your fancy. I'm not into gangbangs. Mm-hmm. I like having sex with pretty yeah, so people. So, what kind of fa- fantasies do you have as Billy? Oh, reverse you- gangbangs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to be. I want to be blindfolded and used by women. I'm not sure who they are. You do. Um, you do. That's cool. My my yeah. ex almost put something together for my 26th birthday, but it fell through literally the morning of. Where she arranged a bunch of her friends to. She was gonna have like a tea party with her friends, like have some friends over in the living room, hanging out, have some tea, maybe some wine. On a, on a like Sunday afternoon, and I would just be naked in my in the her bed, blindfolded, and periodically, uh, one of them would be excuse themselves, go up there and just use me how they want to, whether that was fucking or having me go down them or just playing with my cock or whatever it is that they want. If they want to play with my ass, whatever they want to do, they could just you. I just want to be their sex toy, and then they would just go back down and rejoin the party. And then they maybe do that for like two to three hours. And I'm just kind of in bed for their usage. Mm-hmm. I, that was actually my ex's idea. And I fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. So now I really still want to pull You're that like, off. You're like, I really like that one. Yeah. 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 That's so I, I, I like being used. I like being yeah. of service in a way. Um, so or knowing you're being used, though, is hot to be like, use. Yeah, that's something that I like yeah. to get in, tap into, too. I'm like, just use that pussy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not a human right now. I'm holes. Yeah. yeah. I'm or I'm a body that's meant to give you pleasure. So, like, yeah. you know, if that's just, like, riding my face and I don't even necessarily know who it is, like, all that seems really hot and fun to me. Uh, so, I mean, that's definitely one of my bigger fancies. It's just like, the idea of being used and utilized. Um, I also generally like stranger play stuff. That's really hot to me. Where it's someone that you've never met before that sort of like from, on the street. We're not going out to get drinks first. Like yeah. from the and it's not, it's also not coming over and let's bang because that's boring. Yeah, uh, it's like no, like let's put a lot of bells and whistles on this uh, to have like a really unique encounter. Where you're moving, you're you're planning to meet outside of a date arrangement, and maybe you fuck before you even have a conversation. Yeah, we did a reverse date once with this one chick, and I we we're still very good friends. You and your partner. Uh, no, no, no. Just like someone I met on, um, 
at the field ages ago, but we're still friends, but you know, we used to sleep together for a while. And our first time together was she hit me up on field and her first message was like, I love What's Fields? It's like um, kind of like a sex positive. It's F E E L D. Yeah. Okay, it's that's great. Yeah, yeah. That's it's like, cool. I, I just describe it as like a general sex positive dating app because there's a lot of stuff going on there. Okay. Um, so you would go there. Like, I mean, kind of like if Fet Life had an app. Um, but yeah, so like she just hit me up. She's like, um, I love the idea of Stranger Play, and I want to put stuff in boys' butts. <laughs> I like this woman. Sorry. This is awesome. <laughs> Opening message. Uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, and so we arrange a scene. So like, I. Uh, Cleared off my desk, put all my toys and gloves and lubes and stuff, labeled them nice and neatly. I'm a very good boy. Like, I'm like, I'm making sure, like, oh, you can't put this lube with this toy. It's going to ruin the finish on it. Can't do it. Silicone, silicone. Bad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we know. I'm just making sure. I yeah. know. I know. I was checking with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm a fake smart person. You're the educator. Well, we uh, do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we do. We, yeah, there's, there's like such a debate around, around the whole thing. I mean, you know, we're huge fans of Uberlube. And I personally use Uberlube and so many silicone toys and no problem. Okay. I washed but it. But after. Yeah, we don't let it sit for no. three weeks. Gotcha. You know, I think they say that it takes at least a minimum of like three hours for it to start to affect the toy. And if it, if you wash it right away, even after that, it should be fine. Okay, okay. It's but not a yeah. steak, people. Don't yeah. let it marinate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But the idea you know. is like I was just labeling everything on the on the table for her, and then I put on the music that she told me to put on, and I laid out on my bed naked, blindfolded, and I mean, I arranged with my roommate. We have a very chill household. Mm-hmm, uh, so I bet. In Bushwick. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> nice. We arranged for, like, she was going to buzz up at some point, and my roommate, Matt, would let her in, and she just came in the door, and I was there, and she just kind of molested me for an hour. Uh, <laughs> we didn't even fuck, and so at one point, like, she put um, one of the toys in me, and, and yeah, it was just a really general good time, a lot of oral enhanced stuff, and then when she was done with me, she um, just put her clothes on, left, and when the door closed, I, like, waited for her to have left, and then I had a text waiting for me on my phone, which was a pre-negotiated part of the scene, where she was going to leave, and then text me the name of a nearby bar where we met, and then had a totally almost normal first date. Wow. wow. That's so good. Did you talk about the experience? Of course. Yeah. yeah. It was, like, really hot and fun. She'd never done a thing like that before. Um, we, I got to, I mean, and then, but also asked normal date questions, like, what do you do for work? And, yeah. And shit like that. Like, what brought you to New York City? Uh, it's so funny. My, so when my ex-husband and I were uh, trying to figure out if we were going to stay together, he, one time, he picked me up, and he told me that he just had been uh, met up with a Tinder date, and, and that she had just given him a blowjob in the car. That Wait, he, but that doesn't. I don't know if it was true or not. He oh, said really? that he was trying to either he was trying to make me mad. Uh, we were at the very a very strange part okay. of our um, trying to make you like horny mad. Like I'm so I angry that that's hot. I don't know. So I don't know. He wasn't. He didn't have a history of lying. So uh, it was really curious to me. And he said that he said that yeah, he just had had a Tinder date and she just gave him a blowjob. And then I was like, well, where did she go? Like, did you have like a date afterward or what happened? He's like, no, I just dropped her off. And it was like this whole thing. And I thought it was so interesting how he hadn't had any exchange with this person that I don't know if it you was real told or not. Me this. I know I didn't really talk about it at all because what I didn't. Other secrets. I didn't know. Uh, come out like every six months and be like something new. And I'm like, you didn't tell me that. Yet? I know because because sometimes I like to process things and I also I get in my head about stuff and I ne- I didn't think it was wrong. Like I wasn't mad at him. I yeah. thought it was interesting to me. I was like, wow. Was this after you had an affair? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was. So it was when he had. We were trying to work out the the mm. the 
logistics of how we were, if we we're going to stay together or not. And, and it was free game because we were broken up at that point. So I was of course not going to get mad. And I, I thought that anything that he were to do, as long as it wasn't harmful to yeah. me or to himself was fine. It was, it was all, you know, all bets were off when it came to being in this monogamous relationship and partnership that we had been in. And so when he told me that, I didn't know if it was real or if it had been uh, fabricated to get a reaction. However, what what did come up for me was that it was really great that this was an option for people and that it was a safe space where, where people could just feel like they could get out their, some of their uh, fantasies. Yeah. And if it had just been on Tinder, I was, inter- I've never been on Tinder and I'd never been on any dating apps still to this day. And I just thought that that was kind of cool that yeah. that was, if it was safe and obviously, I mean, he was safe, but safe as in not going to murder someone. Sure. Uh, I mean, I just, that I, mean, I know of, I don't know. Maybe that's also something I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I like stranger <laughs> play because like, I, I kind of like the, I need to know someone wants to have sex with me specifically and not just like, Oh, that's a hard dick. Yeah. So either I need to like get to know you a little bit or it needs to be like a scene and I'm into the scene as not, and not really the person. Um, and also something about stranger play. Like I like it cause it makes me feel really sexy. Cause I go, Oh, they don't, they don't want to fuck me for my like personality. It's not like we had to talk for two hours for her to be like, all right, I'll, I'll hop on this one. He's, he's funny or what, or, you know, he's nice or whatever that is. Um, I like the idea of like, I, cause I have my own like, body issues. So like, I want someone to like, look at me and be like, yeah, like sight on, like just on sight, I'm down to have sex with this person. Before mm-hmm. you even open your mouth to speak in word, you the, want them the, the story- to be into you. <clears throat> The narrative, like, my disorders, like, uh, told me in my head is just that, like, oh, women sleep with your disgusting body because you're, you offer these other things over here. You don't mm. have disgusting bodies. Yeah, is that what you think? When you I see, you know, know, that's how, you know, eating disorders, they're tricky. Yeah. They just, uh, they li- the mirror, it lies to you. Yeah. Um, you're beautiful, <laughs> Billy. But there, you were saying that there Gorge. is, there is body, you have body shame there. Oh, so that's yeah. part of that, the part of the process that, that probably is healing for you to have people that are just, like... I choose you by just looking at you. Yeah, that's uh-huh. what that's why I need. Or it's like I need to know it's not just because of the blue eyes or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and, and and sex parties can do that too. Uh. Although there is definitely a lot. I think there's more talking than people think. You know, at a sex party. Mm-hmm. Uh. That you know there is a oh geez we were at one very it was a small one but it was maybe twenty five ish people which. <laughs> And there was so much talking. My friends, like four of my friends, we were getting so frustrated. No one's taking their clothes off. No one's trying to do anything. Someone's talking about like their brother, and I'm just like, what? and so like we tried to pull the mattresses out, and like the four of us took our clothes off and tried to get something going, just to be like, can we stop talking about family relations at the orgy? Because <laughs> we were invited to an orgy, and I don't want to hear about like your brother's divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a business here. Yeah, right. Come on. I like idea of having someone organize your fantasy for you that is a service i professionally am uh working on offering oh my god so people oh wait, you can are. pay you to organize their fantasies so it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to you're like they're the it's not necessarily director. like yeah yeah, yeah. i, I want to be the we- think of it like the wedding planner for your biggest sexual fantasy this is brilliant that That's is something. a really great and idea then you can handle all like so someone's like okay i want to have this i want to be blindfolded this is all the things i want it to look like i want you to find people we want to make sure that you're the one watching this make yeah. sure that no one I'm does the x y and z yeah. yeah and then like the, the you know the people that penetrate me are wearing condoms or that this only this person gets penetrated yeah. or whatever that is and then you're regulating the scene they just get to sit back and relax yeah. and receive and it's, and it's not even just for women it wouldn't just be Anyone. for gangbangs yeah. it's just like what like if you if you're like i want this type of scene like i what if i just described one of the things i've done you're like 
oh my god, it's really high. Which someone could organize a one-on-one person thing, and you don't necessarily want to hire me as a like a you know, escort, which. Mm-hmm. I agree too. Yeah, <laughs> um, there are so many better options. But uh, if you were like, "How do I negotiate this?" I don't know. That's that's just. I have ten years of slutty Craigslist experience that apparently now I like know how to. You know make how to it do happen. it. Yeah, yeah. You can turn it into a business. So, what would you say to folks? Because I think this is a common question for people when they can, you know, call you and hire you, and you can do some work for them. Um, but for folks who just want, because I, I get that that's why I'm in kind of in the process of working on starting some sex party stuff because it's hard to find. You know, we can go up to the Bay Area here, and there's a ton up there. But still, even so, it's kind of still private. If what would you say to the person who wants to get into group sex, whether they're partnered or not, and what was your advice, you know, from someone who lives in a big urban city to someone who lives in, like, the Kansas. middle of Nebraska? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Gotta um, go Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> I do get that a bit, you know, the people who are in the Bible Belt and don't know where to go. Like, one, they're there. Yeah. Find like, your first Catholic church. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it does exist in these places where they're like, oh, I must be the only kinkster yeah. in this part of, in Pocahontas, Arkansas. <laughs> it's the real place. Yeah, oh. it's the real place. Yeah, I know. Yes. We're like we're choosing Arkansas, and Nebraska. We love your Arkansas, and Nebraska. But just the idea, you know, uh, sparsely populated, you know, places. Um, people think they're the only one, but they're ne- they never are. Um, just like you're never the only queer person in your town. Yeah. You just can't see it. Uh, part of it can be putting uh, putting down your flag first. Mm-hmm. Like, because if you put your fl- flag down first or your queer flag, whatever your flag or flags are, there are so many flags these days. I don't mm-hmm. even know them all. Um, <laughs> but if you're waving it. People will come to you. The people who are like you will come to you because they didn't know there's anyone else either. And I'm like, well, I'm going to privately message them and be like, hey, look, you know, me too. I hope, please don't tell anybody, but this, or, you know, if you're the poly person in town, the other people who are will find you or the people who are curious about, they're going to come ask you questions too. I get asked a lot of ethical non-monogamy questions because I'm very open about how I live my lifestyle. So I get a lot of people that I'd be surprised by, but who hit me up and are like, Hey, I think I might be into men, and like my girlfriend wants to watch me get fucked by a guy. Mm-hmm. Can we like talk about it? I'm like, all right, yeah, because it's- they don't know who else is safe to talk to about. It. So if you're in like a, a that type of area, you don't know. Um, Craigslist used to be a thing; uh, it's not, but Reddit. A lot of that yeah. has transferred to Reddit. Oh. So I recommend Reddit. I know Reddit seems scary, and there's a lot of shitty people there. There's also a lot of great people there. <laughs> a lot of hot people but there. But that's the beast of the world. You know, there's a lot of shitty people and a lot of great people, too. So, right, know. yeah. And, there, and I think it's not just, like, people you wouldn't be attracted to. There's plenty of people who are attractive on there. It's yeah. also nice to normalize and then have an ally. I feel like you're not alone, because that's the thing that always comes up when you're in the realm of sex. When you're in the industry of sex, it's like, oh... I'm not this weirdo in this small town where I'm living by myself with these fantasies or with this dream or idea of what I'd like to experience. There's other people just like me. And so having someone and maybe making that apparent is is the first step, yeah. which is great. What so, about what about? Uh, well, I, yeah. well, I was also going to say Reddit's one spot, but the, and, and depending where you are, there might be certain subreddits. Um, but there's also FetLife, of yeah. course. FetLife's a great place. If you can find a local munch... Um, it's, I, I, it's more like poly local munch, kinky folks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, a non sexual yeah. like kinkster meetup. So they meet so. at like Denny's a lot and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, those go like to a diner or a bar. It's yeah, a, it's, it's like a, a meet non, and greet. It's a specifically non sexual event. Yeah, and even if you're not kinky, I say go because the kink they know where the party you probably want is. Mm-hmm. You know, so even if you don't want the BDSM party, you want the party where. Um, 
you want like a sex positive party that you know is a is more of a play party than kink party. The kinksters know where it is, yeah. so go and get to make friends there. And then they, as you meet more people in that scene, you will get invited to more things. You'll learn about more things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you might have a you might have to make a two or three hour drive to get to a party once a month, but there will be a party. And Fet Life and Reddit are good places for that. What about meetup? Meetup.com. Mm-hmm. It's a little PG, right? Like, it's not really... I haven't used it, okay. but I wouldn't be surprised if there were munches on there. Yeah. Or if you know. can look for sex positive or poly meetups. Or I mean, there's Tantra stuff on there I've seen before, yeah. yeah. Poly stuff. You can also find, like, a, a poly tribe vaguely in your county. Um, poly people are not all slutty. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all slutty people are poly, but there's a lot of overlap. And even the poly people who don't go to play parties themselves... They know a, a chunk of them will know of one, or they know a friend that they could recommend you to. I get asked about polyamory probably a few times a month because of our work, and I, I, I know a lot about what it looks like. I'm not a polyhuman, and you are. You, but how long have you been a polyamorous in a polyamorous partnership? Uh, or so, partnerships. Yeah, I, I've only just started calling myself poly, like I always call myself ethically non-monogamous. It's mm-hmm. nice, easy, loose umbrella term. Uh, poly, I, I was, I've been hesitant because I've never had two girlfriends at the same time. But right now, I, I, I've been dating my girlfriend for seven months, and she lives with her boyfriend of like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. So um, I am in a poly relationship, uh, however I want to look at it. Um, but I've been ethically non-monogamous and identified that way before I even knew that that was a term. Yeah. When I was like 19, uh, I almost, my ex-girl, my first girlfriend ever, we almost got into a fight. Uh, well, we got into a fight and we almost broke up over the movie Definitely Maybe. Oh, I feel like I, that's, I never remember. That's that your, Ryan Reynolds, uh, uh, a baby favorite, favorite tag. Definitely Maybe. Oh my like God. Like you're going to do that? Definitely Maybe. Well, yeah. like, damn it. Jeez, I didn't know that was a film. Mean, no, you're like, that's a no. Basically, <laughs> it's a movie where like Ryan Reynolds is telling Abigail Breslin the, how he met his, her mother. Um, very original concept. And uh, there's three women in his life sto- romantic life story. Mm-hmm. And th- I noticed when I was, you know, 18, 19, oh, the love, he's in love with these three women in his life. And the loves at least a little bit overlap, if not really overlap at times. So I'm like, I left the movie being like, oh, that was interesting. And I didn't know about like non-monogamy and stuff. And I just said to my ex, I was like, hey, ah, it was real interesting. It was almost as if like you can be, if you can be in love with more than one person over the course of your life, why is it impossible that those times could overlap? Mm -hmm. She freaked. She thought I was proposing, like she thought maybe I wanted that. And at times I was like, no, I don't, I just think that's interesting. I just, it, I'm observing. I'm thinking about how love works in general, and like we almost broke up in this cab uh, on our way, our way back to Tufts, and luckily, you know, we survived the, the whatever. But that was the first time I even really started to think about how love works, how I think love can mm-hmm. work, and um, yeah, I just, I mean, my show started because I, you know, women would sleep with me, but they wouldn't date me, and I wanted to find out why. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I was 24, I, I started trying to explore that. And I think a lot of times a lot of women wrote me off because I was vocal that I don't think monogamy was for me, mm-hmm. but it didn't mean I didn't want to be serious. I wanted yeah. love and seriousness and commitment and cuddles and all that and exchanging grossly cute presents on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I want and love all of that. And I like having sex with different people. Yeah. Um, and I think that freaked people out, especially back then. I mean, we're talking like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> So do people you, want the security? Uh, I'm 30 now, but okay. like I, when I was like 19 was when I oh, first you did, when you did thinking that, yeah. about it, and then I started like kind of verbalizing it when I was like 22. Um, 
And then I read The Ethical Slut, and then I started obtaining more language to mm-hmm. use. I was sex like, oh, at, there's you like... You do Sex at Dawn and all that business like, to you. You know, I worked real hard, but I got through it. Yeah, yeah, that was... That's, that's a, a, it's a very... Dense yeah, motherfucker. Scientific it is a first hundred pages, I'm like, I don't know about this. And then after that, I'm like, oh my God, well, yes. It's like any Lisbeth Salander novel. It's you like, just, hundred pages, like, lame. 103, then someone like, gets murdered. And like, I'm like, oh, man, I'll give this a shot. Like, now you're speaking my language. I think that's the thing about what I want... I encourage people to think about, too. It's it's what's worse, right? Having this open relationship concept where you're actually honest with the partners involved and you're all in this agreement, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, verbal or contractual or however that looks, or to be in this open relationship and lie to the people that you love where you're doing that out, out of integrity and you're not, uh, you're not actually being real mm-hmm. and 100%, mm-hmm. I think, in in integrity and i think that if you are feeling that non-monogamy is part of your journey like encourage you to do that but do it with with this ethical approach and i I know that's hard for a lot of people because we live in this the constricts and the confinement of what our traditional western especially uh partnerships look like and it's it's not necessarily how we are supposed to be. Well, and, we, and I think this podcast highlights all the variations that are available for you. Like there's traditional monogamy and we only fuck each other for the rest of our lives or just for, for three years while we're together and then we break up and we fuck other people. But there's also there's swinging, you know, like partner swapping. There's going to group sex environments and maybe not even touching other bodies. There's going to group sex environments and maybe just kissing people or snuggling. And like there's so many variations and I think people get stuck on it needing to happen one way when really like if you open up the the doors for it and kind of take into consideration you who are we as sexual beings in this partnership or when maybe you have multiple partners or whatever what fits us you know and what fits us today might be different than tomorrow make your own rules i think that's the thing it's i just want people to know they can make their own rules and the rules are whatever you like fuck all the labels just what do you want to do what like Really lay it out. Do you not like is is anal sex like just for you two because mm-hmm. it's your special thing? All right, that can be a rule. That can be it. Can be yeah. whatever the fuck yeah. you want. Can you only fuck other people on Thursdays? Go for yeah, it. Whatever out. rule you want. Like it's all it's all customizable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just want like and if monogamy is what you choose, that's great. Just choose it. Don't default into it. You know, yeah. and I the think lying is what really it. just gets me sometimes when people get stuck into that stuff where you're if if you get caught or you you with someone that you really care about and you love so much and then they end up finding out that you're doing this cheating which is what I did and I, I'm speaking from yeah. an experience, experience yeah. yeah an experiential place where I did that and I, it felt shitty every day knowing that I was lying to this person that I cared well, why so did much you, about why did you lie what because I well for several reasons I wasn't dealing with the 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 parts of my relationship that I, I wasn't dealing with the parts of myself, first of all, that I really needed to address and deal with things that I had been really hiding and scared to talk about. And, and my vulnerability was limited because I'd always put up this huge wall about, I, I'm this strong, secure human. And really I had all of these, these cracks and these things that I wasn't addressing. And then it went into someone that, um, helped me feel safe and secure within this strong woman that I thought that I was and my partner felt more of this weight and so I started to feel this love from this person that 
And not love like I was in love with, but this love for myself that I hadn't experienced because I was such a caretaker for my actual partnership. Did you so still then I, love your, your ex-husband? Uh, ex yeah, yeah, immensely. I still love him. Okay. He was awesome and amazing. I just, he was at that point. Uh, and it, it hurt, hurts me to say, but he almost became this like burden for me mm. where I, because I didn't talk to him about the stuff that I felt about him because I didn't want to hurt him and I didn't want him to feel the pain. But in, in, in retrospect and, uh, you know, it's, it's like looking back, I wish that I had had these conversations to be like, Hey, this is, it was almost too late at that point. And then I, I went out of my relationship and, and lied. And then I was lying and then I was doing really fucked up stuff to hide the lies. And then I was still doing it. And then it felt like taboo and crazy. And I was getting off on the adrenaline involved with covering up my shit. And didn't you ever, did you ever think like, what if I just went to him and said, I love you. I love you. I love you. I've met someone and I am falling in love with this person too mm -hmm. because it's not a finite resource. And I'd like to see, is there a way that we can make that work? It would have been too complicated at that time because it was one of his friends. It was someone that was very close in my life that it was just someone that I probably was also invo involved with someone. It was, it was just a, sure. something that, but yes, that would have been it. But, in, but your circumstance was different though. Cause you're also speaking to, there was a lot of shit missing in this relationship that you were ignoring. That's the stuff that she's ignoring, right? Like you were, you were burying it, you put it under the rug. Yeah. She also has a thing about, I know her well, and she has a thing about pride. She's very prideful. Yeah. You don't want the world to think you failed. <laughs> I'm just going to add laughter into this. So a delivery human came to the door and we kept recording and blah, 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 blah. It's going to be an interesting transition because <laughs> we actually transitioned to something really interesting. And so <laughs> it might sound a little clunky, but here you go. That's the other thing they'll do at the consent workshops is they, they actually will do some icebreakers and make you practice saying no. Yeah. Because like we would just want to say yes. And so yeah. like we're going to, you're going to go up to someone and you're going to ask for like get a partner and now you're going to ask to do an action, whether it's a hug, kiss, whatever, just ask for some, ask for a hug. And then the other person you are going to say no. Yeah. And then you'll reverse and then they'll reverse it with like, now you can say yes or no, but like deep anal they fisting. Make, they make people yes. say that. And they it's, say, uh, if someone yeah. says no to something you propose, you, you know, just say, thank you for taking care of yourself. Because that's someone, um, you know, owning and maintaining their boundaries, which is helpful for them. It's helpful for you. And it's helpful for the whole party because now we have a, an environment where we are at least trust. We're trying to trust that everyone's going to speak up for themselves because we're not mind readers. Mm -hmm. Certainly not when there's 100 people in the house. So we need to be able to trust that when we ask someone, do you want to have sex? Someone's not going to nervously say yes. And then, you know, the next day be really upset about having sex with someone. Yeah. Um, we don't want someone to be like, well, I know I didn't want to be rude, so I sucked his dick. Like, it's we so want to prevent those that's things. So, but that's so true. People have such a problem saying saying no, RSVPing no, yeah. any of that stuff. It's it's really hard. I, I I feel like you, Amy, have taught me so much about saying no and creating boundaries. And that's, that's such a great point, yeah. Billy. I love that because we all need to practice saying no in general. I love saying yes, call myself the yes person for so long, but... We really need to practice saying no more often. No, not only to your boundaries in, in sex and relationships, but also saying no to things in life that you really don't want to do. Oh, I don't really feel like going out to this dinner tonight, but I'm going to because I said yes. People pleasing. Yeah. 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 Caretaking and people pleasing.
is yeah, compliancy, tolerant, tolerating, compliancy. Of, you know, yeah, it's big. Yeah, compliancy culture. I'm naked already with this person. I don't really I feel like well. having sex. I might as well. They expected this. Yeah. They expected yeah. to get laid. They didn't expect to only get oral, so I might as well do. Yeah. You know, and and that's bullshit. You know, you get to do whatever you want to do. And and also, I just want to extend this out there because it doesn't get said often. So I'm not saying this as if uh, there's a, a men's rights angle. I'm just. It's just I get. I've been getting guys who've been sharing this in emails to me, but it's like, um, guys, you're allowed to say no too. Fun fact: you do not have to just because you have a dick. Um, whoever you may be, but if you're a do a dick, like you are not um, required to fuck everything that consents to it with you or that wants to. Yeah. You're allowed to not want sex as well. You're allowed to not have. You're not. Allow, you're allowed to not have a high libido. You're allowed to not like blowjobs. You're not. You're allowed to. You're. You're allowed to not like anything. You're allowed to not want to do anything too. You're also allowed to have sex and not have an orgasm. Yes, that's a big one too. That there's like there's something wrong with it if they don't. And then they, like I've met men faking orgasms too, and like people don't think, but they're like, oh yeah, no, I faked that shit. I, f- I faked yeah. it. Yeah, that's totally. happening, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's happening. There's to the me. pressure. Like yeah. you're not. Yeah, you're not. You're not men enough. If well, you don't, you don't like me. me. That's yeah. that's bullshit. And, and I mean, I've had women straight up yell at me in bed because I wouldn't fuck them. Because there's an expectation that violence. Well, that's a dick, and clearly, if I got it into the bedroom, it will do whatever I say. Yeah, totally. And no, <laughs> I had someone who was like, I was like, I like, I was eating her pussy, and then she's like, "Oh, want to fuck?" I'm like, "Actually, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that tonight, but like, totally, maybe next time." And she like got and like raised her voice mm. because wow. you know, and, and so I don't know. I just wanted to toss it out there, yeah. whoever you are, like own your nose. Yeah. Um, also, because no one's going to read your mind. So I love that. I think so. I think we need to wrap it up. I think that's a great way to. Um, to a great note to end on, and but also, where do people? Because people want to hire you to do their scene. How do they find your podcast? What's your website? What are your offerings? How can sure. people support you? I I just want to say that I absolutely think that you're fucking awesome. You're <laughs> rad. You're so good. Yeah. I yeah. I was like I was like, okay, man, or you know, I don't really know that much about him. And then you we laughed like, about the name yeah. too. We met you at Sex Expo though, yeah. and so I knew who you were, yeah. and you had met, and I met your mom. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. My, my oh, mom did. My yeah. mom had a lot of fun at the sex. My your mom, mom came up to me and was like, "You need to go meet my son Billy. <laughs> go over and meet my son Billy." I was oh like, "Where's God, your son awesome. Billy?" And then she's like, "The Man Whore Podcast." Oh, I was God. like, "I like this already." I like your mom. She had a lot of fun at the Motor Bunny booth. Oh. Like, uh, Jesus. Um, sex machine? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I love your mom. Already. I love it. I loved her. And also, like, hey, I know what my face looks like, so I understand when there's skepticism. No, it uh, wasn't. It wasn't about. It was like I had heard the name before, and when you came up, I actually thought you were you were really nice. But I just uh, and I it was li- great. I have listened to one or two of your episodes, and and I I think listened to him on uh, Private Parts Unknown. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think that I just love. I love you're kind of like a shameless sex from a man's perspective where there's like this shamelessness there and and there's a playfulness and I know you bring in educators and things and you're educated as well and so I just love that I'm you educated I just want to make sure everyone knows I am not an educator yeah you ed- I'm you just educate. a comedian with a fuck show oh no, yeah. you, you are an educator though <laughs> yeah, and you you, ju- you, may, you may not have specific certifications however you are an educator and I think that we all in a sense, are, you're living it. You're living the education piece because you are doing things with integrity I mean, and, and with the, ethics. The pieces that you shared about like making your own rules and consent and all those are, are educational pieces. Like maybe you didn't get a degree in those, yeah. but those are. I just want to make sure I yeah. put you. I have elevated you properly <laughs> to be like no. Just I want to make sure we all know there's a difference. Come yeah, on, yeah, you have yeah, a totally. PhD in dick. Yeah, uh, something like that. You got a PhD <laughs> in gangbang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want, I don't know if you want to hire me to put together a fun fancy for you. You know, shoot me an email and we'll. 
I'll give you a quote. Uh, <laughs> you can find that by just hit me or hit me up on social media. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Billy is Presida. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Billy, uh, the Billy Presida. You just search Billy Presida. P-R-O-C-I-D-A, I pop up. Mm-hmm. If you see an old guy in a suit, that's my dad. Wrong account. <laughs> Can you uh, hit him up, too? Billy Jr.? Yes, I am okay. Billy Jr. Oh. He didn't know there was going to be Google, so but wait, that's still his fault. If they <laughs> email your dad in about the gangbang, is that going to be pass mad? It along? Uh, <laughs> I hope he would just forward it to me. I okay. think he'd have to ask the secretary, like, <laughs> Who knows how many he's actually got? Like forward thing. Which button? <laughs> yeah, yeah, somebody wants Billy for the gangbang stuff. <laughs> Again. Yeah, I know. I know. He just lives his life. It's kind of cool. But, like, a little weird. You know, it, um, <laughs> um, and then I host uh, the Man Whore podcast, which you can find uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, where you listen to Shameless Sex, you know, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the places. Just search the word Man Whore, one word, and I pop right up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, follow me on social, say hi, f- listen to the Man Whore podcast, pay me money to make fun, sexy things happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep Wait, listening to these ladies, of course. Totally. Yeah. I, I absolutely love you. Have, do you uh, know about Margin's Wine? Say what, what? Margins oh, so we're drinking wine? right now. We're <laughs> drinking Margins wine. I do not. Do you it's want to tell lovely. Me about it? <laughs> so Margins wine is one of our lovely, amazing sponsors, and she is local Santa Cruz human. Megan Bell, young winemaker, and she makes about like less than a thousand cases a year of wine and underdeveloped regions, underdeveloped uh, varietals, and takes them and makes beautiful wines that are. Well, as low sulfites as possible and hand-picked grapes, all of it. And I just want to give a shout-out to Megan for making beautiful wine. And now you know about Margins Wine. Go to MarginsWine.com if you're out there and get on the mailing list because she only does two releases a year and you could get a bottle. And if you look in the show notes, there's a discount. Yeah, there is. There is a there is a discount. Yeah. Well, Go Billy, I absolutely love you. Uh, th- Are you going to be at Sex you. Expo this awesome. year? Uh, I will physically be there. I'm still figuring out if it's worth having a booth. Ooh. Maybe you can come hang out in our booth. Yeah. Come hang Love out with that. us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be an emceeing, but... We need help in our booth. <laughs> from, what I, from what I know, I think they will have me emcee every year. She's You're like, pretty we good want you it. every year. I'm like, oh, God. It's a lot of work. Yeah, I bet. She but nailed it. It's, yeah. Anyway, uh, we loved having you. Yeah, and you're anytime you're in... It's California and not getting your windows broken in San Francisco. <laughs> Come hang out with us and record, and we could talk about all the things. You have so much mm. wonderful information to offer the world. We'll, we'll so. do it again in September when we're in New York. Yeah. To, yeah. And to all of our listeners out there, you shameless sex revolutionary, we love you. Go ahead. Go on iTunes. Try it. Give us five stars. We will absolutely read your feedback and your five-star review because we love you. We'll see you next Tuesday, y'all. Ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.